Well, hello there, my friends. Thank you so much for deciding to join me today for yet another Storytime episode as we continue with Sweeps Period 2023. And first off, I want to thank all of you who voted for me in the 2023 People's Choice Podcast Awards. The slate of finalists will be announced Monday, August 7th. And starting in this episode, I'm returning to ask vintage TV trivia questions in each episode. Some of you enjoyed that, and I most certainly enjoy doing them. So they'll be in most of the shows. Maybe if a particular episode goes kind of long, or it's an interview show, or I just forget to put it in. (laughs) You may not hear one every single episode, but most of the time you will. I also want to mention that the Pride 48 Network that I belong to will be having their final live weekend coming up on Friday, September 15th through Sunday, September 17th. And an older gay guy show will be participating. Now, I don't yet know when my time slot will be. They had us do a request of like our first choice, our second choice, our third choice. But I will keep you posted as soon as they let me know when the time slot is. This year, I decided that an erotic story will be the focus of the live show that I do. I'll also do a few vintage TV trivia questions as the people in the chat room like to answer those. And then maybe some general questions and answers that anybody might have. I'll see if I can possibly answer it for you. So be sure to tune in for that as it will be a fun, erotic time. Today's episode is a re-edited version of a show I did a few years ago. And I think I'm just going to run the show in the structure I did at that time. So you will hear the intro music again. I'll be back at the end to wrap it up. So my friends, without any further ado, here is the storytime episode, Bubble Butts at the Swimming Hole. Good day, esteemed listeners. Pray, mark your diaries for the 15th to the 17th of September, for you shall want to be in attendance at pride48.com. We cordially invite you to our grand denouement, the 15th and indeed final annual podcasting gala. Join us as we traverse the kaleidoscope of our community featuring delightful LGBTQ and LGBTQ-friendly podcasts from the illustrious Pride 48 lineup, as well as a few surprises. It's your last opportunity to be part of this extraordinary event. Should you desire further particulars, visit the Pride 48 website. Don't forget, dear listener, September 15th to the 17th. Don't miss your opportunity to partake in this splendid celebration only (laughs) at Pride48.com.
Coming up on this episode of An Older Gay Guy Show. They really had this kind of local beer guzzling kind of need to put them in the shower and scrub them really good kind of vibe, kind of hotness. Hey everyone, so I just had a cool weekend and I want to get right into it because I want to tell you all about this. As most of you know, I have a dog Lola. Oh shit, wait, sorry, whoops. My name is Joey Hernandez and this is Bubble Butts at the Swimming Hole. An older gay guy show, boom. So, okay, okay. So, as most of you probably know, I've been trying to get our new puppy to learn to like water because I want to be able to go swimming together with her during the summer here. And actually, (laughs) when I say that she is a puppy, she is now a 55-pound, six-month-old puppy. I really wish at this point, Lola, you would stop growing because she's so strong. She just like drags me along if she runs. Well, anyways, so since Paco's away in Mexico this past Friday, I decided I was going to take Lola out by myself and I wanted to go somewhere where there might be water where we might be able to swim. So I decided why not do like a road trippy kind of thing? So I drove all the way out to Western Massachusetts and we ended up going to a little known area of a river that's right on the Western border of Massachusetts and New York State. That's about a three hour drive to get out there. We didn't leave until the afternoon. So by the time I got out there, it was kind of mid to late afternoon at that point. Now, I went to this area that I had heard about. It's uh, a famous area where there's like a swimming hole on this big part of a river that's out there. But when I got there, I found out that there are no dogs allowed, absolutely no dogs allowed. And it was policed a lot, they said. So I figured based on the number of cars that were there, there's going to be a shit ton of people there at this famous swimming hole. And uh, they would be policing it all the time to make sure people weren't doing shit they shouldn't be doing, including having dogs. So it was noticeable because you kind of had to go buy a guy and pay to park. So they would see the dog in the car, obviously jumping around. So I said, okay. Uh, we got to figure out some other way that we're going to do this at this river. So I drove a few miles down the road and I was watching the river on my right going through the trees as I was going. The river was running parallel to the road. And after a few miles, I lost view of the river. And I went a little bit further to see if, okay, maybe that was just a large thickness of trees, but then you see the river again. No, the river had disappeared. So I went back just beyond the place. Can you hear her playing? Lola, shh, quiet down a bit. So I drove back to where I had lost sight of the river And I figured, okay, well, we'll just hike in and go through these trees, and hopefully there's a river on the other side. Now, there wasn't any parking in that particular area. There wasn't uh, street parking or anything like that. It was was 
basically a pretty vacant area. So I parked in this company's area, this company's parking lot. It was something to do with tires and being a mechanic. It wasn't like a gas station or anything. And there was a guy that was there and I asked him, hey, can I park here? while I go in and we're going to go to the river and we're going to, you know, play. And I showed him the dog and, oh, I'm going to have a great day. I'm going to play with the dog and it'd be really awesome exercise for her and all this shit. So he said, well, no, you really can't park here because the spaces are only for the cars that they're working on. You can't just leave your car here. So I took a chance and I offered the guy 20 bucks for four hours and he looked at me and he said, you know what? It's Friday afternoon. We're kind of slow. Just give me 10 bucks and you can stay for four hours, five hours, whatever you want. So I, I thought that was a pretty good deal. So yeah, yeah, I paid him my, my 10 bucks, parked my car, and I asked him about the river. And he said that where we were was just past where the river took a turn it went inward. So it was coming down parallel to the road and then it goes off to the right through the woods and and you lose sight of it. Now, he said there was an off-the-map swimming hole down there, down the river just a little bit. He said not a lot of people know about it. It's got a big rope swing on this tree and pretty much like only local people go there because people don't know about it. Everybody goes to the famous one that's up the road. And he says sometimes, you know, high schoolers go there or whatever, but it was late because the drive took three hours to get there. And I had spent the morning working on a project here in my house that is a surprise for Paco. And I'll tell you about that in another episode. So this was now like after 5 p.m. when I parked the car. And I knew that I still had approximately three hours of sun before the sun set. Now, he said since it was way past the hot sun time that that area is probably going to be deserted at this point. So I'm like, hey, that's, you know, that sounds perfect. That's where we're going to go. He said, you know, if there were kids earlier, he'd bet that it's empty now. And he said everyone's back, you know, at this famous falls. So he said uh, there was an area with some small paths that will go along this part of the river and it'd be good hiking for me and it'd be good hiking for the dog and it was easy it was just a really small trails you really sometimes have to look for it kind of disappears here or there so i love love to hike around rivers and i love to find spots on rivers where there aren't a lot of people and when we were driving out there and i was anticipating going to this famous swimming hole i'm like oh shit you know it's gonna be families and a bunch of kids and all this shit and I just didn't want to deal with that so I was pretty excited when he told me that there was this unknown place down the river now I did an episode of this show it was the third season and I think it was the actually the very first episode of the third season it was called Naked Hiking and that was a really fun episode if you like that kind of thing or you like the story I'm telling today by all means please go back and listen to the Naked Hiking one but I did not hike naked at this river I haven't done that actually probably since I suppose since I was in my 20s was the last time I really did something like that. So anyway, so there was a lot of overgrowth going from the back of his parking lot into where the trees were that were along the river. And so we got through all this underbrush. It was 
really kind of tough going a little bit there. But then once we got through the trees, it was a little bit easier walking. So I had to go to the right just a little bit to see this turn in the river that he was talking about. And I figured the water really should be gushing down with more of a current than what it had. The, the river was, was flowing, but it wasn't really like fast water, you know. It was, it was moving, but it wasn't like rapids or any, any shit like that. So I found this little path, this path through the woods that he was talking about. And we hiked along that. It definitely wasn't used very much. Now, I was in shorts, of course, and I was trying to make sure that as I walked through and I was pushing branches out of the way and the underbrush out of the way, I wanted to make sure I didn't walk through any poison ivy or that any burrs would catch on Lola. I just wanted to be real careful. So we were going kind of slow as we were going in. So we hiked for about a half an hour down this little path, and the river was flowing just a little bit more as we were going along, and I could tell that we were slowly walking downhill, but it was a very gradual hill because the water was picking up more and more as we were going down. So then after this half hour of hiking, I began to hear in the distance some voices yelling and hooting and and guys' voices. And I didn't hear the normal girl voices and sounds that they would be making. Since the only voices I was hearing were guys, I was hoping that it would only be guys when we got there. So we hiked a little bit more, a little bit downward, pushing through some brush. I could see that there was a path on the opposite side of the river that was a more wide path to move on, but I had no idea how to get from my side of the river over to this other side. So we stayed on this small path. And eventually we came into view as we turned a corner and there they were. There were three guys that were at this swimming place and there was a big rope swing. Now these guys were different than a lot of the other stories I tell about guys. These were guys that were really kind of scruffy. They had uh, unshaven faces and their hair was kind of matted and I'm pretty sure that they were just local guys you know they weren't uh, visitors from another area these looked like towny kind of people now I'd love to tell you that these dudes were hot bodybuilders but that was just not the case they were just basic town guys they had the farmer kind of tans I don't know if you know what that is but it's where your arms and your face and your back of your neck tans and the lower leg tans but because they wear t-shirts and long shorts or pants they don't get an even tan all over so when they take off their shirts you see this big difference between this lily white skin and the deeper tan that they have and it was really striking even from a little bit of a distance it was really noticeable this farmer tan that they all had it was kind of hot actually and they probably got this kind of tan from working outside and they either can't take their t-shirts off when they're working or maybe they haven't chosen to do that yet during the summer if they were like landscapers or something I don't know but all three of the guys had these farmer kind of tans but when I say that they were hot they really had this kind of local beer guzzling kind of need to put them in the shower and scrub them really good kind of vibe 
kind of hotness, if you like that sort of thing. But that could be because of the amount of dirt and mud that was along the river and at the base of where they were shooting out on the rope, for all I know. And because of my vantage point, it took me a minute to realize that these guys were actually on the opposite side of the river from me. That's where this rope was hanging from a tree. So when they would swing out, they'd drop into the river, kind of towards the center of the river, hopefully the deeper part of the river. But they were definitely on the opposite side. And then I actually have to admit that I forgot the whole purpose of this trip was to get in the water with Lola. It was like far from my mind at this point because as I crouched down next to her so that there was some plant and fern growth that obscured their view of me. And fortunately, Lola had settled down and was chewing on a stick quietly. And the reason that I forgot the purpose of this trip was as these guys swung out on the rope and dropped down into the water, they were naked, bare-assed, completely naked. And of course, their whole crotch areas and butt were lily white. And I gotta say, the one really impressive thing about these dudes, well, two of them anyways, was that they had big, round, firm butt cheeks like a weightlifter would get from many years of squats. And yet, they didn't look like they worked out at all. They had flat stomachs, but their arms and chests weren't very developed. Their bodies looked more like whatever the jobs they had, they did a lot of lifting. Their development was from work, not from the gym. Now, I hike with a compass and binoculars and food and water and all that shit that one should bring when one goes hiking, no matter where it is. And so I pulled out my trusty binoculars to get a close-up view. Now, is that pervy? Yeah, well, maybe a little bit. But they were outside in public. They were out in the woods, out in public. And so what the fuck, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, so bubble butt guys. And as they swung out over the river before they dropped, I could clearly see their dicks. Their lily white dicks. I just realized before I go any further that I forgot to do something at the beginning that I always do. I forgot to ask a vintage TV trivia question. So I'm going to ask it now and then in just a few more minutes I'll be answering it. So this vintage TV trivia question is regarding the 1960s TV series The Addams Family, which I'm sure you know it's been in reruns for many decades now, as well as there were some big screen films that were very popular in the 90s. So here is the question about The Addams Family TV show. What camera trick was used every time that the Adamses pulled that fabric call gong to summon Lurch. They always did something with the camera whenever they pulled that piece of fabric hanging down that would gong for Lurch. What camera trick did they use? And of course, I'll answer that in just a couple of minutes. So, where was I? Oh, yes, yes. When I last left us off, we were all staring at white guy dick. And so back to my story. 
So there I was staying out of sight of these guys and I was watching them swim and jump in the river and swing out on that big swing and drop down into the water. Now these guys as I said were probably from this little small town and that's basically what we have in western Massachusetts because whenever I drive out there I cross into towns that I've never heard of. One of my favorites, and this is a real town in Massachusetts, is Belcher Town. That's a real name. Whenever I pass through there... <laughs> Shit. Okay, this is, this is true, embarrassing, but true. Whenever I pass through that town, I always drink a lot of soda so I can belch out the windows as we go and by. So that's kind of like the immaturity that I have. Okay, so anyway, they're dicks. So these white boys had the typical cut dicks, all of them. They were probably ages about 25 or so. They weren't any younger than that. They certainly weren't older than 30, I don't think. I'd put them right around 25 or so. Now, the one guy that wasn't one of the guys with the bubble butts, he was super thin. And he was thin enough that you could see a natural bit of ab development on him. And you can get that if you're really thin when you're younger. You know, they you don't really have to do stomach exercises or ab exercises. You just basically have a fast metabolism when you're young. And if you're active, and you're moving, especially, again, if these guys have some sort of physical job that they do, it isn't unusual to see that little tiny bit of ab development. Wasn't a six-pack by any means, but it, it was something that you could see. This guy, the thin guy, had the biggest dick. And, of course, all these dicks were soft. <laughs> I'd love to tell you that they were all, you know, sporting boners and shit, but, you know, that isn't the way it was. So, they were soft. Maybe they were reduced in size a little bit because of the temperature of the water. I'm not sure. I didn't go in the water. So, this was just a few days ago at the end of June. So, it was somewhat warm, but we have our colder days as well. And uh, it usually takes quite a bit of sun to warm up water especially the flowing water like that. So hard to tell what their real dick size would have been. But this one dude anyway had a very impressive dick. The other two, the well-built guys, had kind of small dicks or at least shrinkage again. I'm not sure, but I happen to be a fan of small dicks. I think small dicks, for lack of a better word, are cute and adorable. I think there's more you can do with them. The big ones, yeah, it's nice to look at. Yeah, oh, that's impressive. Oh, take a picture or whatever, you know, show your family. But um, I like small dicks. I'm attracted to guys generally with smaller dicks. Now, they were all the kind of guys that don't manscape at all. So these were like straight towny guys by all means. They all had their crotch hair and one was smooth, no hair on his body. One had a slightly hairy chest and the other, that third guy, was hairy as fuck everywhere. Binoculars don't lie. <laughs> when you scan somebody's body up and down, just hair everywhere. After a few times at the rope, 
two of the guys, one of the well-built ones and the skinny, hairy one, started to wrestle in the water. It wasn't all that deep right at that bank of the river, and they stood completely up, and they were bare-assed as all can be, and they had dirt all over their bodies and their hair, and they were wrestling, standing up with their arms locked on each other's shoulders, pushing back and forth, and then tossing each other into the water. Ooh, that was very, very hot. So at this point, we had uh, sat there and watched them do all this, Lola and me, probably for, I don't know, just shy of a half an hour, I would think. And the sun was starting to go down and the bugs were beginning to come out and they were hitting on me because we were in a shaded area. It was quite dark in that area that we were crouched down in. So fortunately, at that point, the guys seemed to finish up and they all briefly stood up on the top of the riverbank, pulling their clothes on, despite the fact that they were all wet and muddy and dirty. Two of them were in box shorts and one had white jockey briefs on that were completely caked in mud by the time he got them on and was pulling his pants on. I could easily see that there was just mud and wet everywhere on them. They had no towels so it seemed like maybe they must have done like an impromptu swim. They weren't really planning on doing this. Maybe they waited until they figured no one would be around if the local kids had been there earlier in the day. So they figured maybe later in the afternoon they could have the place to themselves, which they did, except for Lola and I. (laughs) I have no idea how long they were swimming before we got there, though. So once they were dressed, they kind of headed off into the woods on that far side of the river, and I totally lost sight of them. At that point, Lola and I made our way back as quickly as we could, because again, it was getting dark. It was pretty shaded all over that path because there was so much tree cover over us. We managed to get out pretty easily, but at that point, when I got back to the car, we sat in the car for probably close to another half hour because I was making all the notes about this on my phone because that's one of the ways when I tell these stories that I know the details so well is almost right away I will sit and I will put it all into my notes on my phone anyway so it's these kinds of unexpected surprises that have always been a favorite of mine to experience it's so much better than knowing something's going to happen you know when these chance things happen it's just really really exciting naked guys just being guys in just guy situations i just i i find it wicked hot and wicked exciting and i hope you do as well the answer to today's vintage tv trivia question what camera trick was used every time the adams family pulled the fabric call gong to summon lurch and the answer is the camera would shake So it looked like it was a huge, powerful gong that shook the house. I'll bet a lot of you knew that answer. I haven't been back out that way in western Massachusetts since Lola and I did our hike to the river. Paco and I have started taking the dogs on more trips up to Square Pond in Maine where I grew up. So they get their swim time. And boy, do they love it. 
I hope when we buy a house next year that maybe it'll be near a lake or a pond, or maybe, fingers crossed, even be a house that has an in-ground pool for their entertainment and exercise. I will be out with the seventh episode of Sweeps next week, and I will give you the update on whether this show made the finals for the podcast awards. The slate of finalists will be announced tomorrow night, so fingers crossed. Meanwhile, this is Joey Hernandez. Hey, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, why not hit that subscribe button right now? I would love to have you as a regular listener. And guys, don't forget about an older Gay Guy Show YouTube channel. There will be a new video coming out this week. Love to all of you. Big hugs. Bye for now.